BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love motion pictures this is doug Lowe's movies coming to you with our second bonus episode this month the presenting sponsor of doug Lowe's movies is ocb rolling papers french kiss mother nature with ocb enjoy the show another homes alone edition it's thursday june 24th 2021 and my guests are returning champ sam levine and wayne fetterman and andy wood hello gentlemen Hey, Doug. Hi, Hello, Doug. Everybody. Good evening. <laughs> People never know when, when they're supposed to speak when I mention you all three at the same time. So let's meet you individually and alphabetically so you know it's coming. Let's start with Wayne Fetterman is here. Or My there. last name alphabetically. Last name. Yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's going on, Wayne? Well, I'm back going into the movie theaters. I've already seen two motion pictures. Both, wow. I believe they were digital. I don't know whether, but they were one at the Regal Theater downtown and the other at, uh, what's uh, the Chinese Six was the other one. <laughs> okay. One of them had me, did the forehead temperature test. The other one was just like, come on in. We don't care. You look clean. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. So that's just, it. It's also changing every day. Like how how long ago was the forehead test? Uh, the forehead test was not that long ago. I think it was last Monday. That's yeah, a, yeah. But that's how quickly things are moving. Is that place might not be doing that anymore? I know that the temperature checks are really dropping off because you know everyone's realizing that's that was always like taking your shoes off at TSA. It's like yeah. only, it's only for show, really. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> But I do like, I do have enjoyed, I, I apparently I run cold. I think the women I've lived with can attest to that, but it's, <laughs> but I've never been to 98. I've always, I'm always in the low 97s. 
So <laughs> they, they can't turn you away for that though, right? No, <laughs> they're like, I'm sorry, you're emotionally distant. You can't come <laughs> into this movie. This is a Pixar movie. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> you need to be crying three quarters of the way through. Um, no, yeah. 10 minutes in now. Oh, all right, with the montage. Immediately. You're thinking of the up one <laughs> when they go to that montage. Yeah, but also Soul it starts with death. And um, what's oh, the right. latest one? The Bambi? latest one about Luke, the little Luca? Luca. Luca. Yeah, that's somebody dies at the beginning of that. Spoiler. Oh, spoiler. Wait, someone dies in the beginning of Luca? Am I misremembering? I just watched it Probably. two weeks ago. Is it Luca Brasi? <laughs> they do, they do sleep the with the fishes about? in that movie. They do sleep with the fishes. But, but I'll not. see it if that's what it's about. No, it's I don't think. To the Luca Brasi story. Yeah. Here, are the two here are the two movies I saw, if you're interested. Oh, okay. okay are, sure. are you? If you're not, I, we can just move on. No, I had I had follow-up questions for Andy, but I also oh, no, did no, go, to, I go, did go. Know, I, no. I did want to know which two movies you saw, so tell us. The first one was something called A Quiet Place Deuce. <laughs> and the other one was... A Quiet a Place to Drop a Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I went into the movie theater. Um, yeah. and, then, uh, and then a movie called The Sparks Brothers, which is a documentary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where you, you had to go to the Chinese Six to check that out? I, you got them exactly opposite. Oh, okay. So that was at the Regal downtown. So that's a pretty, probably pretty nice uh, single auditorium situation. 1020 screening. Wayne Fetterman was the only person in the theater. AM or oh, I wish I'd known. I would have come to that. Oh, you would have? Oh, man. Yeah. It was so fun. I felt like a Kennedy. It felt like I should have... <laughs> Like You're done this, <laughs> then date raped somebody, and then paid off a local official. It was incredible. It felt so good. You did. You you're one of the only people I've uh, ever uh, watched a movie with where we were the only two people in the theater. Yeah, remember that? Oh, um, security was there. Security. Yeah, yeah, the security guy had to watch it too. But um, what? Okay, so and uh, did you enjoy the Sparks Brothers film? Well, this is, again, you know, I like to be the guy that knows everything about everything, not to the level of Sam Levine, but to a certain level. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't even know who that band is. I was like, I, I recognize them from the movie roller coaster. Like I remember sure. them in that movie and yeah, I don't know. I, am I just an idiot? Were they, is that how obscure a band is that really everyone tell everyone jump in. Uh, it's uh you know they're not that obscure they had you know they had a fairly popular song called cool places that was uh recorded with jane weedland of the go-go's right and the right. go-go's were big and um you know they just always been at the at part of the new wave sort of scene and they have you know a shit ton of albums yeah and it's just really influenced a lot of musicians but so you didn't think that the documentary was fun or you were just too confused about because you just don't know the band no, I mean, I kind I didn't, I didn't know any of their songs. I didn't know that go -Go's. Right, but why do you need to know the songs? You, 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 every song you hear, you didn't know at some point. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know if we're going to get into philosophy here. It was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah i get i get your point though no i, I, I was just yeah, i was I, a little at first i thought is this a mockumentary is this uh what? really yeah well yeah. it's got because it's got humor in it it's a humorous yeah uh, uh, musical documentary because they scott, are uh, scott aukerman's in it guy. so i was like what? yeah yeah what's happening here okay so um all right no but i real i mean That's it's cool. 
I was so inspired by their decade after decade creativity. It was really, really fun to watch that movie. And then um, that was it. Just by, by myself and bought some popcorn, spilled it all on the floor and poured some root beer on it just to oh, feel good right. about myself. <laughs> it's good a, it, was sounding, it was sounding like you were making a case against them, like you didn't enjoy the movie. I did. I did. I was, <laughs> no, it was more about me feeling ignorant i guess in a way yeah, yeah. it just felt like a little bit of a slap in the face like right okay Wayne, this is not you for you you don't go to the movies to feel stupid yeah exactly suddenly i'm the <laughs> yeah, you can a, a jeopardy i'm a jeopardy contestant in this new round <laughs> <laughs> all right we have to meet our other contestants today starting with our returning champion he won on the last episode and the one before that look out everybody it's the meme machine, Sam Levine. <laughs> you know how many new followers I picked up on the Instagrams thanks to that last episode we did? And many of them were very, very pleased with themselves to comment on my dumb Christmas meme. Hey, it's the meme machine. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, that's so fun. I love it. I love that, uh, I, you know, I don't go around giving nicknames to just anybody. I only give them to you, and now you have four. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, you know what I'm like? I'm like a spokesman for Geico. You can never have too many, I think. I guess not. I guess not. Is it not. the Rod Serling whole... guy? Is it the Gecko? Yeah. yeah. Is I it the Caveman? <laughs> it's, a really deep, it's, it's a really deep world, the GU. <laughs> all right the so. gcu <laughs> geico commercial universe <laughs> um and also joining us today is another champion of sorts a recent participant in the uh, tournament of champions on the program called jeopardy with an exclamation point it's andy <laughs> wood thank you for having me back thank I'm... you for being back it's uh i i you know, I've known a few Jeopardy contestants, uh, uh, you know, over the years, but uh, it was very exciting to uh, watch somebody I know and like, you know, compete. And at first, the first times you were on was really fun because, you know, you didn't tell anybody or you couldn't tell anybody yeah. how many nights you won for. So we just kept watching, wondering which night it was going to happen because we knew you, you were going to lose eventually. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, you had a nice run there and then came back for the, the tournament. And we were talking before the show and Sam, uh, as, and I agree with what Sam, what Sam, you want to repeat your sentiment, Sam? Um, I, I just said it was lovely watching you on the show and, and I hadn't gotten to speak to you since. And it was a, a real treat to watch you uh, work that big brain of yours. Thank you. And then I followed up by saying, do you still say that in spite of the fact that I ended my run with an impossibly incorrect answer? And the answer is yes, uh, okay. because it's also reassuring to know that you are still a human being. Yes. Really <laughs> so what, was the, <laughs> what was the question and what was the answer? Okay. First of all, if you're going on Jeopardy, just always remember the category. Always remember always. the category. It's so I, important. And like, <laughs> it's funny that, um, you know, I've seen people, these guest hosts like Savannah Guthrie, she'll let it go when somebody misses a question because they clearly aren't paying attention to what category it is. And uh, Alex Trebek would never let that go. He would always 
remind them what the category is. Yeah. Sometimes really condescendingly too. Yes. Well, like, <laughs> it, always, it was always condescending because it was just like, you didn't need to say that, Alex. <laughs> right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what the, the final clue and my response were, and then tell you what would have happened had Alex been there. Um, so the category was American authors. The clue was something along the lines of uh, born in 1809. This uh, author's parents who were both actors um, most likely named him after a character from King Lear and uh, characters who aren't named King or Lear are unknown to me in that play. I did not do <laughs> adequate <laughs> Jeopardy, uh, Shakespeare preparation, even though I have an actor friend who made me this 20 page Shakespeare primer, but it was single space and it was so big. It was almost too daunting. So I didn't use it enough anyway. Uh, so I'm just trying to think of anybody who's like a Jeopardy level famous author in the 1800s who was born around that time. And I first go to Mark Twain, Samuel Clemens, but I do the math on the Halley's Comet years because I know he was All born right. one and realize that's off by like 20 or 30 years. And then I'm thinking like Louisa May Alcott, Harry Beecher Stowe, wrong gender because they mentioned the maleness in the clue. Time is running out. And I'm just like anybody born around 1809 who's a Jeopardy level famous author. You got to put somebody who has a plausible first name that's a Shakespeare name. And then at last second, I'm like, oh wait, Dickens is born around then. Charles could be a Shakespeare name. Jot that down. And then uh, Buzzy Cohen, the host, as he's reading my, he can't read my handwriting. So I also have to say out loud, uh, yeah. who is Charles Dickens? Again, the category was American <laughs> authors. Um, had Alex been there, I think he would have said, no, we're looking for American authors. And then I would have had the reaction that I had as soon as we finished the post-game interview, where I suddenly looked up one thing above the clue on the board and saw the category. And I just yelled out, American. And then I buried my head in my hands. Mm -hmm. And the producer said, Andy, we're still taping. I just wish that moment had been on TV so you would know that I know Dickens is not American. I just forgot that part of the. See that this is what I think we need to do if they really want to spice up Jeopardy is when a contestant gets Final Jeopardy wrong, they need to devote a good two to three minutes to each of them to explain <laughs> yes where the missteps in their thinking yeah. occurred, so that us, the home audience, is like, oh well, he's not an idiot. He just got a little confused. He just lost track of what I mean. The criteria I was going with: born in eighteen oh nine, plausible Shakespeare first name, Jeopardy level famous male, and I forgot they also have to be American. But right, but, no, but you the were, answer you were was working never... the problem, and that's an admirable, the correct way to do it. When you don't know, you make your best educated guess. But uh, you know, you, you just forgot the category. Yeah. And Did answer... anyone get it? Did anyone oh, get? That? Yeah. So also, I was. This is my quarterfinal round where you're up against uh, two people picked at random from the fifteen. And right. my two people were, if you're going by March Madness seeds, like I had the luckiest pick of the week in terms of they were the lowest seeds of any two. Turns out Sam Kavanaugh, who beat me in that game, won the entire tournament. And right. Veronica Vich Vatican came in third. So I was up actually up against the two hardest opponents. So Sam got it right. Veronica, who's a librarian, did not, in my defense. Uh, the correct response was who is Edgar Allan Poe. I was never going to guess that. So it doesn't even matter. It's just the ego of saying a dumb thing. And then is it also, because Poe, you think of him more as a poet? Yeah, he never would have even, he never would have occurred to me. And I didn't know there was an Edgar in King Lear. Uh, but right. since then I have met, in the last week, I've met three dudes named Edgar. Like the universe is throwing <laughs> Edgars at me. And every time I meet him and I'm like, oh, your name's Edgar. Would have been nice to have met you two months ago and maybe talked about the origins of your name or something. <laughs> Do you do that a lot? Is that how you start your conversations with people? Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't I have met you sooner as I'm shaking their shoulders? Yeah. Anyway, I just had to get that out there. I wish I could have put like subtitles on my Jeopardy app that said, Andy knows Dickens is British. 
yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's rough. But again, that's the great thing about Jeopardy is like, uh, you know, everybody just sort of moves on rather quickly from, from, uh, you know, even in that moment, you know, like that's another thing I've noticed in Jeopardy this year is when they're introducing the contestants, people will wave or do a little thing now. And they yeah. always used to just stand there, you know, cause they're like mostly people who are just terrified about being out in public and on TV. <laughs> it's, I mean, even as someone who's not scared of cameras, it's still just a whole lot of things to process at once and couple that with COVID protocols. It's just a really stressful day. It's not very mm -hmm. easy to also be like having fun until the questions start. And then it actually is fun, but. Andy, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, I've noticed that when anyone gets a daily double, uh, the other two contestants applaud. Is that something they teach you to do? Because sometimes I see people do it or do it begrudgingly. What's the deal? Yeah, I think you're just, there's just times when you're supposed to applaud. When Alex comes out, you're supposed to applaud. I mean, as you should anyway. Yeah, you follow, you follow the lead of uh, what I was on when Alex was still host. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, you follow the lead of the audience. Or I guess I've never been in front of an audience because I only- Okay, okay. I, I didn't know but, if it was a something you were like supposed to do. You're supposed to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's- it's very too. strange. I've, I've noticed on game shows lately that when people lose and lose in a huge way, like that person they're playing against wins a hundred thousand dollars and they're going home with nothing. They stand there and clap for them. Like they, mm -hmm. they, they, they tend to just keep a smiling, happy, clappy kind of, uh, vibe. You know, it's, it's, it's rare. You see somebody actually look, you know, genuinely disappointed and then they just remain in that mode, you know, like they always, uh, are so friendly about it. But anyway, this, I, I could do Doug Lowe's game shows all day long. I could too, <laughs> but we've got to, uh, actually have a game show here okay. in a second. Wow. But first really quick, if we can do anything quickly. Oh, you know what we'll do? Let's go to our first commercial break. We'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We're back and we're going to go to Recommendation Nation. That is where I ask each of my guests to recommend one movie and one movie only. And then I will pit those three movies against each other on Twitter. And uh, it's just fun to see which one comes out on top. Usually a lot of times people haven't seen all three movies because people bring really interesting recommendations. Let's start with you, Sam. Um, uh, I would like to recommend a movie that no doubt everyone listening has seen, but they would do well to watch again. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Mm. Ooh. Interesting. That's a good one. Um, we rewatched it and it is absolutely hilarious and charming and wonderful. 
what do you think like it's you know it's kind of like a, uh, i'm sure it made a lot of money at the time but it's been sort of obviously they didn't make sequels and it's sort of been re relegated to cult uh, status hmm. is it on disney plus is that where you watched it no i actually watched it on dvd Oh, okay. Uh, um, but why, why do you think, what's your, what would you attribute to the, the movie's failure or not failure, but like reason it hasn't really, isn't considered a classic by everyone. Is it because it, it just was ahead of its time or something? I, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's, in my mind, it's always been a classic, but you know, I was six when the movie came out. So I got to see it as a six-year-old. So, you know, that's, if you're six, when uh, Wally comes out, that's always going to be a classic to you. Yeah. Um, right. So, but I think that movie is a classic. Sure. Well, it's because you were six <laughs> when it came out, right? No, no. <laughs> oh, but I mean, okay. I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I'm just bringing up the, the, the fact, the fact that Roger Rabbit really sticks to its premise. Mm -hmm. And the premise is Roger Rabbit is an extremely irritating individual. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that Roger Rabbit as a character never really caught on with America or the world, especially the world. Other countries probably hate him, right. but you know, he's probably like Jar Jar Banks in France, <laughs> but, uh, wow. Wow. But, you know, he's just he but they but it's a commitment to the idea that he's an annoying cartoon character, you know, and that Bob Hoskins always has to be irritated with him. And Bob Hoskins is amazing. So, yeah, you know, it's not like it's a you know, I just I, I always have wrestled with, you know, the Roger Rabbit character being like if he was more likable. Yeah. And not just annoying. Then, uh, what, you know, what would have, would things have gone differently, or was the movie just too dark and weird? Because it basically is like Chinatown, but with animated characters. <laughs> That's exactly right. correct. It is Chinatown, but with <laughs> animated characters in what's supposed to be a family film. Yeah, um, like it's the me, plot of the sequel to Chinatown. Like the two Jakes is about right. railways in Los Angeles and stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, it I, is. I, didn't I think so. Yeah. Wow. It is. And, and for me, I think, honestly, Doug, the reason I love the movie so much is, well, I've been on your podcast a lot and I've made a lot of terrible jokes. And it's not that I'm like, oh, here's a good opportunity to make a terrible joke. It's that I'm incapable of letting the opportunity slide. Like right. it's, it's like it's some form of a, a, a mental thing that I have. And there is a scene in the movie that gets me every time it's when um, they're trying to lull Roger out by doing shave and a haircut, you know, mm -hmm. bum, 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 bum. and then Bob Hoskins is like, why does he think that's going to do anything? And then he turns around and he sees Roger is <laughs> unable to control himself. He is <laughs> vibrating. He is, he's <laughs> shaking so hard. And then even though he knows it means certain death, if he reveals himself, he comes <laughs> bursting through the wall and screams, two bits! <laughs> And that's that's what happens in my brain every time there is an opportunity for a terrible joke to be made. It it causes me physical oh, pain funny. to not say the horrible joke. <laughs> Makes me want to rewatch. I think it was a good movie. I didn't until Doug started trashing it. I didn't I didn't know that it was anything but a beloved. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I, Doug, you may be alone on this. I I don't know anyone who doesn't love that movie. Okay. <laughs> Was it intended? It was never intended to be a, like a launch pad for merchandise or anything. They weren't supposed to be Roger oh, well, Rabbit, it, right? Or, or uh, was it? It became that. It became that anyway. I mean, they do sell Roger Rabbit stuff toys, and there's a whole you know Toontown. 
there's a whole section of Disneyland that's dedicated to it. I just, I just feel like, I don't know. I just don't feel like people have the passion for it that they do for, you know, so many of the other, uh, so-called for, Disney classics for your cool worlds. Let's say obviously the beloved cool world who doesn't, uh, yeah. seen cool world. I just watched it for the first time like two weeks ago and I couldn't believe that's like a lesser Roger rabbit. Yeah. Uh, much, but, much uh, but Sam also, I just don't think you run in a world where, uh, especially adult men think that anything with animation in it is not for them and it's for children. I don't, I don't run in that world. I, the, the, the Schmodown world in which I run, there's a lot of grown men who, who like animated movies. Um, yeah, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. Cause that's them. what they like. That's what they like. I'm, I'm saying right. there's people oh, you're saying taste that, oh, for it. Sure. That they think well, it's for children. There are people that have never even watched Roger Rabbit cause they think it's a children's movie. I, that's what I'm guessing. Right. I don't know and, for sure. I don't have the stats in front of me. I mean, it's definitely a family film. Uh, you know, there's there's yeah, no, I no mean, nudity those, in it. Jessica Rabbit's tits alone scream family. Let's get a couple <laughs> babies on there. Man, it was 1988. <laughs> it was a different time, Doug. <laughs> Uh, wait, All right, let's. We got to move on. We've, okay, we've, we got to move on. Wasted way too much time on this, uh, but uh, we're all in agreement that uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit's the greatest movie ever made. Wayne, yeah, I, what's the I, second greatest movie ever made? It's a movie that it's one of those like it was. Everyone says it was great. I never saw it when it came out. Never saw it in revival. Never saw it on HBO. Finally saw Muriel's Wedding, and on TCM, Turner Classic Movies, and that's my recommend. Do they edit stuff on TCM? Nope. nope. Well, that's no. good, because I bet there'd be stuff they'd have to cut out of that. Yeah, because they say, like, cocksucker and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're trying to get me to say? I love I love. You know I don't swear. There's no way to convey that to us without saying it, so you just had to say it. But it really, like, it felt like you were, you know, trying to whisper it so the listeners wouldn't, wouldn't hear it. <laughs> but the way they say um, it so offhandedly, I loved every bit of that movie. Have you ever seen it? I have, and it's kind of funny you mentioned it because two episodes ago, that movie was recommended by oh. Mr. Sam Levine. What? Mm. Ah, Sam, Whoa. I love it. I, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I had never seen it, so I was, I was so taken by it. It was really for the same reason I'm sure Sam was, which was, you know. Yeah, I think it's on uh, HBO currently. Oh. I think I think oh, it is. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I so love people it. want to see it. Well, that's it. So now I feel like that's a terrible choice. No, it's a great choice because uh, <laughs> it's I the only it, worst choice would have said if I just I said Roger Rabbit. I yep. think it did very well for Sam, and I I agree. I like Muriel's wedding a lot. So you know, the, uh, all my negative talk about Roger Rabbit. My, you know, who knows how this is going to end up? Plus, we don't know what Andy Wood's going to say. Yeah, you, Andy, uh, jump in, jump in, and save Andy? me. Well, I'm excited. I've never seen Muriel's wedding, so now I have two people who I, oh. whose opinions I trust saying to see it. So I'm, I don't don't hate yourself. I'm glad to know that I should go see it. Uh, I was going to go with a little bit later in the 90s movie. I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. This came out between his Evil Dead Darkman days and his Spider-Man days. Uh, a Simple Plan. I want to go rewatch that. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that since Ooh. it came out. I rewatched it a couple months ago uh, because I saw up? it when it came out and I thought it was great then and it still is great. Great. Okay, good. I'm going to yeah. watch that soon. That's the, I was thinking about movies that I loved that I only saw once and I was like, I want to come back and see if that was as good as I remembered because I remember it being awesome. 
It oh yeah, that overlooked. Was, that was it was back before they decided to just start hiring Billy Bob Thornton to play the same character every time he appears in anything. Yeah. <laughs> like it was back when he was a character actor. All right. Isn't he in Tombstone so in also? Yeah, yeah. Anybody yeah. with facial hair is in Tombstone. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, thing is fact. quite quite a mustache parade. For those who do who do seek out a simple plan, uh, make note of uh, Becky Ann Baker, who has a terrific supporting role in it, who some fans will recognize as the mom from Freaks and Geeks, mm-hmm. oh. playing mm-hmm. a decidedly different character. Hmm. Yes, yes, she's quite different in that. And uh, the late great Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. So and they're they're brothers in that movie. Is that right? Is Billy that... Bob and Bill? I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's slightly yeah. That's a, it's another one of those where money corrupts, right? It's yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Noir-ish. Uh, I almost feel like it probably has a lot in common with blood simple besides just the simplicity of the titles. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. And with this heat wave, it's probably a good movie to pop in just cause it's, you know, it's so, so snow blue and cold. Yeah. 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 I thought right. it's almost in black and white, but just blue kind of yeah. <laughs> dark gray blue. <laughs> well, we did it. We got through Recommendation Nation. Thanks for your suggestions. The games will begin right after these messages for you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back and we're going to play some games. Yes. Yeah. We got, uh, we're halfway into the, uh, into the hour. So I think we could, I think we can get through two games. We'll give it a uh, we'll give it a shot. We'll start with a game called So and So and the Something Something. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know the kind of movie titles I'm talking about, like oh, Harry yeah. Potter and the Black Messiah, or Judah and the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there yeah <laughs> uh, uh i've made up some movies i've given existing movies that kind of title okay title the name of a character and then something else about the motion picture and i will give you my fake one and then you tell me what real movie that that's the title for and we will start with where's my score sheet we'll start with uh go alphabetical like we did before right yes by last name (laughs) we'll go wayne (laughs) and then sam and then andy and the exact opposite by first name by the way yeah yeah (laughs) and um i'll give it I'll give Wayne the first shot at the first one. If, he, and if he doesn't get it right, then it moves to Sam. Then it moves to Andy. If no one gets it, no one gets the point in the past. These have proven to be too difficult for my guests. Okay. I, I feel good about the three of us. I, we we, we I do a lot too. of movies between the three of us. I, I do too. Plus not unlike jeopardy, I've dumbed it down a little. 
Oh, terrific. <laughs> Whoa. Appreciate it. I appreciate Take it. that, Andy. <laughs> I hope you feel even worse about missing yeah. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe now. Right. Even it was so the, easy. They gave you the locals discount and you couldn't even... Uh... <laughs> Well, it's just, you know how every host has a different way of, you know, these replacement hosts, these guest hosts, they all have a different way of responding when somebody gets something right or wrong. They tend yeah. to have like one thing they say for each of those, and then they basically repeat it. But somebody will come along occasionally that like changes it up a lot. But like Savannah Guthrie always, I, I feel like I've been noticing that they're missing a lot of questions because she seems sad when they miss. Oh, okay. Like, you know, she seems like, oh, damn, you guys. Well, she try, wrote all the Try better. <laughs> Do better, you know? Like, she's a real she's a real cheerleader. But I think she's one of my favorites uh, of the guest hosts. So oh, far. interesting. I yeah. haven't seen I think, her yet. I think I I'm with the public and going with uh, Dr. Oz. I think that's... <laughs> Everyone agrees. No yeah, everyone agrees. On that. <laughs> yeah. I thought Aaron Rodgers was terrific. I mean, the robot that they made to look like Aaron Rodgers was terrific. <laughs> Those, those Imagineers, right. what, what can't they do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's one thing that does, that Susanna Guthrie and probably also Anderson Cooper, they're and, and Katie Couric, obviously, they're, they're like all the ones that like are just so comfortable right. uh, in, uh, being on camera that like the extra challenge of having to run the game, you know, they don't have more things to think of. Like Aaron Rodgers has too much to think about at once because he's, you know, not used to being on camera and then mm -hmm. also has to run this game so i think that's why i think he was stiff but people loved him you know i got the impression that people thought he was great um, I liked him. yeah he was a little the first episode he was like getting the kinks out but then after that i felt like he found his he hit his stride and he was great yeah Doug yeah i also feel like stupid answer sticky buzzers lazy host with <laughs> <laughs> i think it, uh, <laughs> i think it that these guest hosts have shown that like it the show hosts itself. Like as long as you're not fumbling the words, you know, as long as you're saying everything quickly and, and the amount of retakes they do, I saw Alex Trebek do the show and it, 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 there are a lot of times they go in and clean up things. So it sounds like he's really flying through it and knows everything, but uh, wait, you, you sat through how many episodes did you sit through? I watched uh, Ken Jennings win the goat oh, and, wow. and they had to retake things. They, they do pickups, you know, they come out and like, uh, you know, that, have him say, have him say things again. I'm sure he has off good days and bad days, but my day yeah, yeah. of the original run, all five episodes I was in, they only did one pickup and it's because Alex wanted to rewrite a question. He didn't flub a line at all five <laughs> episodes. It was amazing to watch. It just flew, but I'm well, sure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and I, yeah, he's, he's amazing at it. Also considering that he was, you know, yeah, not well at the time, like he really was fighting for his life still and uh but doing the show so he, it was it was amazing to watch and he and he came and did the like there was an audience because this was pre-pando right and uh and he uh you know took questions from people in the audience in the breaks and uh you know it was just really really interesting man uh, more into wine than i would like to hear about but uh <laughs> but uh he was great okay so um the game is called <laughs> so and so the something something Wayne, you're up first. Ready to go. All right. What movie could yeah. be called Captain Stephen Hiller and the Alien Attack? Is it Alien? Ooh. 
You think I put the name of the an- the answer? You think as I put a, it as a as a thing? Yeah, you said you dumbed it down. <laughs> well, not that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next up is Levine. Mr. Le- Mr. Levine. Um, Doug, you uh, you picked one that's that's right in my wheelhouse. Uh, Captain Stephen Hiller uh, is, of course, uh, Will Smith in the film Independence. Independence Day, yes. Independence Ooh, Day yes. is correct. Good one, Sam. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Not alien. Not alien. Okay. <laughs> Sam's on the board with one point. That means we start with Andy Wood on this next one. You ready, Andy? I, I am ready. Aaron Ralston and Severance Day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i you know what i know i know what this is i'm just trying to make sure i have the number right Uh right oh man good luck luck. i am trying to imagine i know it's multiple days because you don't cut off your arm after after 12 (laughs) hours no i i Uh, would i had to pee man okay yeah i imagine five days is about right i think the movie is called 127 hours that is correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Are you blowing an actual thing or pressing a button? You're blowing a thing, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. Okay. All right. Andy's on the board. He's got one. See, this is going great. You guys know this shit. Yes. This is good. Yeah. This is good. I like that I'm part of the good team, even though yeah, I haven't got anything yeah. right yet. So yeah, let's go. You're, you're, you're lumped in with them. Yeah, you guys know stuff. All right. Uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> This is for Wayne. Yes. Wayne gets, Wayne gets first stab at this. Um, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Let me put yes, my, make sure you're saying it right. Let me get my, let me get my magnifying glass. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. William Miller. Yeah. The golden God. William Miller and the golden God. Mm-hmm. Hmm. William Miller, the Golden God. Hmm. All I can think of is the Golden God was that rock and roll movie, but I don't know the name William Miller. So I don't. Was that called? You You can just pass. You can pass. Or guess something. This is almost famous or something famous or something like that. The Cameron Crowe movie. Is that close? No. All right. I pass. I pass. Well, well, I mean, just say, make a guess. Don't just say a bunch of words and then ask if any of them. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Applied. Um, I don't remember the name of the movie. I want to say almost famous. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> that was so fun to listen to. Fucking, I'm the worst. I, I quit. I quit. It's the worst. I is it something famous? It's not something famous, right? I, I, it's, it's not something famous. I worked on a movie and our director of photography was named uh, William Miller. And ever on the clapboard every day, it said William Miller. And every day I'd walk in and go, are you golden god today? Oh, yeah, because I remember that great scene, right? Yeah. At the pool? Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, but yeah. 
You did it. The memory is a crazy thing, isn't it, Wayne? <laughs> it's the worst. I am. This is. It's not even early onset dementia. It's just dementia. <laughs> Too old for early onset. Jesus. All right. No, you got there. You got there, and that's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for the assist, we, by the way. I appreciate it. We got a three-way tie at this point. Okay. And uh, we're going back to Sam to start off this next one. You ready, this is Sam? My first time getting to start off around. I'm very excited. Steve Edison and the Wedding Planner. Steve Edison and the Wedding Planner. Um, is it, isn't that McConaughey's name in the Wedding Planner? That is correct. <laughs> 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 that's like not so stupid answers category on jeopardy right yeah i would have never gotten that. all right so in my alien guess is not as bad at this point right <laughs> i've been redeemed a little bit <laughs> i knew what was i knew what was going to happen later so that's oh you did I, I had to act, have disdain for your answer because then it would, i thought it would throw everybody off the track but it just made sam laugh to himself right, right. just giggled yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is this game this is really sam's game to yeah yeah he's killing it of course he's really good at this but we get to andy gets to get the uh first try on this next one are you ready andy i am never been <laughs> owen and claire and the dinosaur scare Owen and Claire and the dinosaur scare. I, 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 after the last answer, everything's all, all logic is out the window. Are these stupid answers or smart answers now? Um, I, I don't remember if those are the kids. Uh, I don't remember if Claire is the clever little girl or clever girl. Um, but I, I guess I got to say Jurassic Park. No, I'm sorry. That's not right. Owen and Claire and the dinosaur scare. Yeah. Let's move on to Wayne. Okay, I'm going to, this is the total douchebag Jeopardy move, but I'm going to say Jurassic World. That is correct. What? (laughs) I used the knowledge of the person before me to get the answer. I love it. Is that the Chris Chris Pratt and... um, Yeah, that's um, Chris Pratt and... uh, Howard, uh, Bryce Dallas uh, Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, yeah. And Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I knew it was something Jurassic, right? Yes. From the you're, you're the clever girl, Wayne. That's <laughs> yeah. No, oh, that, that was you're a still great in Jurassic scene. Park. You're still in Jurassic. Park. Okay. Now, oh, look at Sam. Okay. <laughs> so look at him. He gets <laughs> Sam. Even with the offhanded comment, he has to correct someone. No, I'm just saying he's, he's still thinking of the wrong movie. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so Sam gets to go first uh, this time, and if he gets this one right, he wins this game. Oh, yeah. This is only the second time Sam's gone first, so let's Correct. see Thank what happens. Let's, let's see what happens. see what happens, exactly. Uh, Malcolm Crow and the something he doesn't know. He's not giggling, you guys. Malcolm Crow. Malcolm Crow into something he doesn't know. God. 
name is so familiar though. Right? Malcolm Crow. Malcolm Something he doesn't know. Gonna need an answer. I is is ugh, is that um I think that's Bruce Willis's name from the sixth sense. That's my guess. Oh, that is correct. Nice. Nice. Nicely done. Yeah. He didn't know he was dead. Sam, congratulations. Good work. Thank you, Doug. Good work, Thank Sammy. Thank you. You know what he wins? Nothing really. <laughs> yeah. Trip to Puerto Vallarta? No. No, no. <laughs> I was just guessing. No, no. He gets he gets to go first in our next game. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's all he wins. Oh. Uh, but it's a super fun game called Rolling with It, presented by OCB Rolling Papers. Hey everybody! Today's show is presented by our friends OCB Rolling Papers. OCB is the largest rolling paper brand in the world and has been one with nature, crafted naturally since 1918. So you know they've perfected the process for a consistently awesome session time after time. In perfect harmony with natural, sustainable practices, the highest quality textile papers responsibly sourced and sustainably crafted have always been the OCB signature. OCB offers a full line of papers made with sustainable fibers, including flax, wood, organic hemp bamboo they've got them all in a full line of sizes in both booklets and cones i gave away a bunch of cones in irvine recently i hope to give away more at future douglas movies tapings no gmos no chlorine and no dyes in ocb papers all ocb papers are plant to puff ocb makes their paper from their mill in avion that's a real place to the factories that they own in Perpignan, France. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. With all fibers and packaging material sustainably farmed from within a 500 kilometer radius and the always sticks acacia gum grown in African fields that OCB has been reforesting for decades. Unlike most other brands that buy their paper from a third party, OCB oversees the entire paper making process, ensuring a century of quality straight to your hands. And best of all, their paper booklets are made in a facility that's powered by 100% green energy. Again, so awesome. In 2020, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling paper and cones that have been taking the market by storm. Using only unbleached French milled bamboo, OCB is aiming to make bamboo your second favorite plant. Get it? As always, they are harvested responsibly, highly sustainable, chlorine-free, dye-free, bleach-free, even burning, GMO-free, and vegan. What? Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products. In the meantime, OCB has an unreal deal for our listeners. Visit ocbusa.com slash Doug to get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle's worth $20. Limited time only. Follow OCB on Instagram at OCBUSA to stay in touch with the natural wonder of OCB. Must be 21 and up to buy our papers and follow our social accounts. Back to the show. Okay, this is a game where I think Sam has played this already. And it's a game where 
I name an actor or actress, and uh, starting with Sam, and Sam will tell me how many movies he thinks he can name that that person is in Ooh. in six, 60 seconds. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And whatever number he gives me, then it moves on to Andy to decide if he wants to bid more names. Oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. Like, like if he too. thinks he can name more in 60 seconds or if he just wants to challenge Sam, it's just like the old Leonard Malton game. If you challenge somebody and they don't do it, you get the point. And if they do succeed, they get the point. Old school Malton. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, you know, kind of a bidding game, but also a, uh, I like, uh, I like game shows with a timer. So I decided to give this a try and we've been playing it for a while and uh, it's pretty fun. Are you ready, Sam, for the first round? I mean, I am. I've been watching a lot of Alan Ruck movies lately, so I really hope it's Alan Ruck. Ooh. I mean, I think you would just destroy everybody if it happened to be Alan Ruck. <laughs> Nobody can wear a Red Wings jersey quite like that guy. Nobody. Gordy Howe, baby. Yeah. Come on. Make it be Alan Ruck. Let's do this. <laughs> can you imagine like showing up to Jeopardy? Like, I hope there's an Alan Ruck category. <laughs> there fucking any should be. Yeah. Oh, well, let me ask you this, Andy. What if you can tell me? Uh, if you can remember, what one category when it was announced as a category in, in a game you were playing, did you go like, it, you know, interior eye roll, like, you know, oh God, I don't, I don't know anything about this. Oh, I thought you were going to say the opposite. I knew the opposite. Um, <laughs> oh, the ones, I can't think of ones that really stuck out as bad, but when I watched the ones after I lost, I watched Wait the a minute, didn't, what about American authors from the 1800s? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't like that one very much. <laughs> so, but when I was watching the semis and the finals from the stands after I'd lost for the tournament, I was like, oh, these boards are awful. There was a whole category about this one Austrian palace I'd never heard of. <laughs> I was oh like, I'm so God. glad I'm not playing these games because I would have done so much worse. So I was going to embarrass myself eventually. Why not have it be in the first game of the tournament? Yeah, they get some really, really bizarre categories where it's like you just don't know anything about it. Yeah, it got hard. Definitely got harder in the tournament than in the regular season games. Um, But in the regular season, I got a Central America one, which I was psyched about because I'd just done this kids map where you drag and drop all the countries of the Americas. And I was very confident. I went straight for the bottom row clue and I was like, it's going to be Tegucigalpa because it's a fun word. And it was. It was (laughs) what what country is. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's what happened is uh, the other night, the category was H and H. All all the answers are going to begin with H and end with H. And a woman said an answer that did not end with H. (laughs) And uh, Savannah Guthrie just cruised right by. And I was just like, oh, Alex would have really, really had a really had a little meal with that. Okay, you must be smoking hashish to have said that answer (laughs) or hash. Either one works, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, they both work. Okay, so Sam, the first name that you have to bid on how many movies you can name that they are in in 60 seconds Mm -hmm. is the great recent Oscar winner, Francis McDormand. He's counting them up in his head. I am. And that's one of the things I was going to say is we should have a stipulation to this game where like you say the name and then I have 10 seconds to give you an answer because you're absolutely right. What I'm doing right now in my head is going over the names and I'm counting them on my fingers. So I'm going to be able to give you what I think is a pretty accurate guess. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll pressure you to answer quickly. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because also the bidding might come back around to you anyway. So, you, you know, you just ballpark it. You don't want to bid too high. That's the only thing. 
That's true. Um, I'll say uh, 10. <laughs> that's the number I that's the number I had in my in my head. I thought you might go 10. Yeah. So so Andy, do you think you can name more than 10 or do you want to see uh, Sam try? He has 60 seconds to name 10 Francis McDormand movies. Yeah. I'm going to let him try. Oh, okay. Okay. I, he's going to succeed is my prediction. Um, but uh, you'll get a better feel for this, uh, Andy, after you. Okay. 60 seconds turns out is, is way long longer than we all think it is. Uh, but anyway, so Sam's going to say each of the movies, and then I will say the number right after. So take a breath in between each one, please, Sam. And uh, producer Ryan is ready with the clock. Your time starts now. Go. Uh, blood simple raising Arizona. That's what. Hey, see, you're oh, doing it sorry, already. Sorry. <laughs> One, two. Okay, go. Uh, Fargo. Three. Um, uh, Wonder Boys. Four. Uh, um, something's got to give. Five. Uh, North Country. Six. Moonrise Kingdom. Seven. Hail Caesar. Eight. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Nine. Uh, Nomadland. Ten. Wow. Wow, nice, he didn't nice. even have to go to Laurel Canyon. Wow. <laughs> I was that one was tough because I was thinking of her career like chronologically. So if I hope, yeah, I hope I you didn't. That was uh, almost famous would have been a good one. Oh, I, yeah. I was right. I, honestly, I got to the uh, to the aughts, mm -hmm. and my my head skipped right past it. Yeah. I, I mean, this is an easy game to step up afterwards and go, you should have said yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not, but, I could uh, not have, I wouldn't have played 10, so don't, <laughs> I'm not saying that. Yeah. All right. So Sam's on the board with one point. So all he needs is one more to win and win for the day yet again. Oh. Uh, but uh, we start with Wayne because Wayne didn't get any piece of that action. <laughs> so it's going to start with Wayne. Okay. And then, and then uh, it'll go to Andy and then Sam. I got you. I got it. I got a sense of the 60 seconds also. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, I, I, we don't even know how much time Sam had left, and I bet you right, right. 10, 10 or 15 seconds. He's okay. racing through that. Yeah. Sam, All right, got, Sam got it in 28 seconds. Wait, <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> what is that? What was it? North Country? What did you say? Yeah, is that a movie? That's uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah, yeah, it's a heavy drama about okay. coal mining. Coal mining. <laughs> Never and heard and of they it. Mistreat the women, and they want. Yeah, like, but that was like that, that was, was awesome, time. man. Yeah, it was like not unlike Nomadland. It was very similar that uh, you know uh, she was cheap, uh, cheap labor. You know. Okay, uh, the, gotcha. Her, her characters. Anyway, um, <laughs> the name that you have to do now, that you have to yeah. concentrate on now, Wayne, is a gentleman called uh -oh. Joel Edgerton. Ooh. Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Oh, my God. I now, bluffing is also, you know, can be a factor in this game. Right. Uh, you know, you could uh, say a number that maybe you can't, can't achieve right we don't but we don't know that or you can just start off super small you know if you say just one and then you get challenged i, I would think you might be able to come up with one oh um joel edgerton i don't know i know i know this face i know the face um god damn it 
if I were you, I'd pretend to think of one. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> all right, all right. I got you. I got. You. I, I, I thank you, thank you, thank you. Because um, you'll still have a little bit more time to think about it if you get challenged. Right. All right. I'm going to say one. Okay. So now it goes to Andy. Do you want to challenge Wayne Fetterman to come up with one Joel Edgerton movie, or <laughs> or are you going to be a fair and nice player? <laughs> no, you can you can crush oh, me. I don't care. And bid and bid the number that you think you can do. I'm I'm not gaming this. I can only think of one, so I'm going to challenge him to name one. I'm not wow. trying to call you out. I can only think wow. of one. I'm sorry. I'm being wow. Hey, how many can wow. you think of, Sam? Just off the because I'm a, I'm about to guess here, and I I think I I immediately thought of six. Jesus, oh, Jesus. Sam, why can't yeah, you? Be I should say I should add I should add though when I came up with his name because I always try to think of how many I can come up with without, without looking them up. And yeah. and he was, he was, I could only think of three. I can wow. only think of one and also, I'm not I get him confident. Mixed up with, I get him mixed up with another actor. Jason yeah. Clark. Yes. Me too. All the time. And I they're used both, to. In, they're both in one movie. They're both they're in, both, I'm not going to yes. say it. I'm not going to yeah. say it. Fair enough. Well, yes. I was both Australian. It's very confusing. Yeah. I was confusing him with Joel David Moore for a second, which I could have named more movies. With, wow. But uh, yeah, I imagine you and here are friends. No, but Edgerton no. is he in but, big movies? But Joel Edgerton is now emerging also as a director. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's right. He yeah. did the gift. Oh, that probably would have counted. Oh, well, he's also in it, but never mind. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll we'll just pretend that Wayne would have wouldn't have thought. No, of that. I didn't know the gift. I didn't. Know I'm sh- I'm sure he the one movie he said he probably knows, so I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. What's your answer, Wayne? I don't. Should know. we start? Should we start the clock? Do you start want the clock. I want to hear the clock starting. Okay, well, you don't really hear it. It just, he started it. All right. The one movie I'm going to say is, um, way to use that minute. No, 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 no. It's, um, (laughs) it's the F. Scott Fitzgerald thing. (laughs) I can't remember what it is. Famous novel, famous novel. I, I know love you, this. 60 seconds to think of this title. Yeah. Gatsby. Gatsby. It's called Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. <laughs> Is that your final answer? No. Yes. That's my final answer. I, I'm sure he's in that movie. Wow. Yes. It's yeah, the Great yeah, Gatsby. Yeah. Dude, yeah Gatsby. I saw that movie a couple times. Yeah. And he's very good some, in it. I think you have some weird mental thing where you just drop one word out of time. <laughs> my brain, I'm telling you, this might be my last time on the show. <laughs> 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 that's is what they should have called like a reboot that seems like a more modern like oh okay yeah, yeah. it was a reboot but i mean yeah, it should have been baz lerman's baz gatsby. lerman's gatsby exclamation point right but now right. anybody anybody can make a great gatsby now you can make a great gatsby movie right now wayne it's public because domain it... yeah oh all right. Can do it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get out a pen and write this down. <laughs> what can I do? Tell me again what you want me to do. You can make your own Great Gatsby movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for that. You could just take the book and, and make your own adaptation of it and don't, not pay anybody anything. And you could just do it. I love it. And Isn't I that could, wild? 
Yeah, we're gonna, I, we're gonna I get actually so many think weird, we're, we're gonna get a yeah. bunch of weird Gatsby movies now. It's gonna be the Wild West egg out there. Can I please <laughs> hear <laughs> some other movies? <laughs> Sorry, can I hear some? Yes, yes, some other movies that he's in. Hang on, guys, hang on, guys. Okay. We're, running, we're running short on time. Oh, so but but very quickly, Joel Edgerton is in and wrote. Uh, he uh, directed and is in The Gift. He's in The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Boy Erased, Loving, King Arthur. Uh, the the uh, Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, Smoking uh, Aces, Kinky Boots, Life, Bright. That movie where he played an alien opposite. That's the only Smith. one I was going to name is Bright. Yeah, and <laughs> Gringo. He's in a movie called Gringo. But uh, yeah, Special Zero Dark Thirty, Warrior. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, been uh, good. Sam is pretty busy. Yeah, Sam should Sam should win. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna, but we never really, know. If, oh my god, if the last know. name is Alan Ruck. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Sam wasn't involved in that ugliness just now. So he gets to go first in this next round. And then uh, since Andy challenged Wayne, <laughs> uh, and, and you know, it's coming to you next. Okay. And it's the films of Selma Blair. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. She's under the weather now, right? She has like a thing. She was doing she has, uh, chronic she health issues. issues. Yeah, she has a chronic illness. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But making the best of it and out there doing stuff, and I think she's great. Right. But Who how many of her films can you name, Sam? By the way, I'm in a movie with her, Sam. So that's a hint for you. Cool. So am I. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Andy, how do you feel now? <laughs> Guys, I was on Jeopardy, okay? I was on Jeopardy. I also have credits. You can this is provable. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You guys are just you guys are just giving Sam Evil Genius Sam more time to think. Of course. Well, how many Sam? Um, I'm going to say six. He says six. Andy, do you want to do you want to roll with it? Do you want to add more? Do you want to challenge him to do it? Um, Six. I don't know personally about that. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm not playing this close enough to the vest, but I know that I can't name seven, so I guess I have no choice but to. Wait, let me just one more second. One more second. Uh, yeah. Um, it's too bad people don't listen to this show before coming on. And I'm not, I'm not accusing anybody. Of, I'm not saying it's bad that you didn't, but like, no, I do. If everybody, if everybody knew this, the rules of this game, I think that everybody could have yeah. played it a little differently. You know, and, it's like yeah. when you're just finding out for the first time as we're playing it, you kind of, you know, it's like no, when I, I watch Price, when I watch you're... Price is Right, I always feel bad for the contestants that clearly are not following what Drew is telling them. And it's the first time they've ever played one of these games that we watch at home every day and we know how to play it, but, but they're just like, so you know confused by it i'm not and, I, um, I have been listening i'm just this is the game that i play i'm just honest and i'm gonna call i'm gonna see if he can do six name those i'm, I'm pretty confident that he can <laughs> I, I i you know uh i don't even think we need to put time on the clock <laughs> okay wait uh, seven but then when i fail what's, i mean because there's no way wayne's gonna try to do eight i'm excited I'm to name my six like, Sorry. I'm just saying that like, it's like sitting down to play poker and you're not thinking about bluffing at all. Cause you have, it hasn't been explained to you as a concept. All right. No, no, but I there's, there's, there, there is no bluffing that can be done because Wayne is not going to outbid my seven. 
That so, hurts. Right, that and hurts. then you're not going to be able to do it. You're right. You, you he is 100% through. correct. I, my only play, I'm just talking through my yeah. thought process to make yeah. it no, okay, I'm ruining the where, game. That's I'm where so- a lot of people go wrong is talking through their thought process and they try to stop them. <laughs> I'm, I'm they, saying there's no world. giving away the answer to other players. There's no world in which me uh, <laughs> playing this close to the vest allows me to win <laughs> with any play besides challenging Sam to name those six. It's just, this is the truth of it. Cause I know Wayne's yeah, not yeah. higher than seven and I can't name seven. It's I got to get some, true. I got to get some real gamblers to play this game. Cause there's also nothing to lose. You guys can't really. Okay. Seven. I'm gonna yeah, seven. I, he's already said, name it. I'm locked and ready to go. I will not <laughs> yeah. stand for this nonsense. Yeah. No, you're right, Sam. You're right, Sam. Sam, Sam gets to name six. Some I'm sorry, him. dog. I'm sorry. Dog. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, I was about to bid eight. What's going on here? <laughs> 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 All right, Sam. Uh, 60 seconds is on the clock. Your time starts now. Rule intentions. That's one. Yes. Hellboy. That's two. Bonus points if you don't mention the one Wayne's in. Hellboy 2, <laughs> The Golden Army. Three. He's amazing. The Sweetest Thing. Four. Ooh, good pull. A Guy Thing. Five. That's not a movie. What? Starring friend yep. of the show, Tom Lennon and Jason. Yep. Yeah. No time. No time for. No time for extra stuff. And finally, the movie that I appear in with Selma Blair, Columbus Circle. <gasps> damn Very man. good. Very good. Sam. Excellent. Doug, I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry, Doug. <laughs> I'm sorry. For... <laughs> oh, and I just thought of a seventh one. She's in Petty Persu- Pretty Persuasion as well. Excellent. It's like if they came to you on Final Jeopardy and went, I'd like to talk about what I'm going to do <laughs> in front of the I other like to, contestants. You won't let this go, Doug. I love it. <laughs> I like to peel back the curtain on thought processes. I'd like to... Uh... I only which, mentioned, I only maybe he's playing the long he, game, Doug. Maybe he's playing the long game. No, I just mentioned it again because he apologized again. He has nothing to apologize for. Right, this has right. been super, super fun. Okay. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, come back and play that same way. Play, play your way. I love it. And um, you don't. I got an open date in 2024. Right. That, exactly. might be, yeah. that might be kind of a tumultuous year. So we'll see. <laughs> That's the Revenge of the Sith that year, I guess. Um, Sam Levine, you get to do your plugs first since you won. Um. Thank you. Uh, I have uh, nothing coming out anytime soon, but uh, again, this has proved to be a very popular thing uh, with many of your listeners, Doug. Uh, (laughs) Please find me on Cameo. Look, of course I can do regular birthdays and anniversaries and, you know, congratulations on your retirement. Those are fine. I'm happy to do those. But what I really, really enjoy doing is delivering bad or uncomfortable news. Um, if you need to break up with someone, if you need to tell someone the baby isn't theirs, I'm your guy. Okay. Uh, I'm happy to deliver (laughs) awful news for you. Do someone else. Okay. All right. I I take great pride in my work. We got it. Okay, great. Uh, Wayne Fetterman. Um, just so you know, I'm also on cameo. I've done three in the year I've been on it. <laughs> so I, again, if you need to tell someone that tumors malignant, I am your guy. Hey, um, hey, hey, this, I'm already on this corner, buddy. All right, another yeah. corner. And I have a book out called the history of Stand Up from Mark Twain to Dave Chappelle at Fetterman. 
and Insta Fetterman. That's it. Those are, those are all great. That was great. You have a podcast too, though, right? Let's not overload it. Let's not overload oh, it. Okay. Uh, Andy Wood, what would you like to plug? Of course, you know me from my hit podcast about gambling strategies and how to uh, <laughs> keep a good poker face. <laughs> Love that podcast. No, I, yeah, I, I have called a podcast. Peel Back the Brain, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, it's called Nothing Left Unsaid. No, I have a podcast called Probably Science that I do with Matt Kirshen. We have comedians and scientists on. Um, on a movie front, a show that I wrote for all last year is coming out, the second season on YouTube Originals in a week or two called Could You Survive the Movies? And it looks at movies like uh, the first season had Ghostbusters, uh, Back to the Future, Die Hard, and looks at the actual science of what would happen if you were in those movie situations. And it's hosted by Jake Roper of this uh, great science YouTube channel called Vsauce. And it's a really, really cool they match the look and feel of the movies and the science is great and interesting. I'm super proud of it. So watch for, could you survive the movies on YouTube uh, July 1st? Wow. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Very nice. And watch for I'm me in be... the, oh, sorry. What's that? <laughs> and watch for me in the Top Gun episode as the guy who has to give bad news about the fullness of the pattern to Ghost Rider. Okay, we're going to remember all of that. Information. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be doing Douglas movies once again at the American Comedy Company in Sweet Home San Diego on Saturday, July 31st at 420. All of my dates that are trickling in are at douglasmovies.com. Sam, can you join us? Uh, this was a bonus episode, so we've got a regular episode that we tape on Sunday afternoons. Can you join us this Sunday? That I can, Doug. Yes. Marking you down as a yes. Right. And uh, thank you again to Sam Levine, Andy Wood, and Wayne Fetterman. You're and welcome. At, <laughs> <laughs> and at the, at the end, I always say, you guys can try to figure it out if you want. At the end, I always say the last line from a movie. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I say, as always first. So, as always, all the family stuff. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of Gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in.